0: Mm-hmm. nobody's on yet, but I'm on. Yeah. Nobody's on yet, but I'm
1: on. Um, don't lean on that. I mean, Christine would rent to uh, Griffin. Do mm-hmm. you think he'd like that house? I don't know. I
2: have sure to show it
1: to him. You can't go inside here because the tenant is still there. It's that No, it, The tenant is still there. Yeah. But you could pick him up, try him over, see what he really thinks. He would like somebody in there that, mm-hmm. you know, she could trust. And uh, I could set up the other house for you to show him, but you could take him up. He can't get in yet until we set it up with the Senate. But there's a good possibility that he would like to rent to him with the possibility of my buy it in a or You could tell him that. I'm interested. Just show him that one tomorrow. You pick them up and just show not out, not inside, outside. And maybe I could set up the other route. Well like, I think you're I could set up the other two picture and the other two and then drive them by. It's been
0: I'll i talk to the up to Thank mm-hmm. you. Praise the Lord. Is anyone out there? Praise the Lord.
3: Praise the Lord. How are you doing this evening? I'm
2: doing fine. How are you?
3: I'm doing fine.
2: Okay. So far it's just you and me on the call. So we'll wait a few minutes before we get started. Maybe we'll get some more
0: people on here. Okay. a follow-up of last week,
2: right, on intercessory prayer?
3: Yes, sir, it's a follow-up and just a little bit more information.
2: Okay. Well, you covered a lot of ground last week, but I'm sure that there's, that, uh, there's more to come,
0: I'm sure.
3: Amen. Yes, sir.
0: The yeah. I'm going to go ahead and open up with prayer then. Dear Lord Jesus,
2: we thank you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. Lord, we ask that you would guide and direct tonight's discussion, Lord, on intercessory prayer. Lord, we just ask you to bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Amen. <clears throat> <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Um, this is the second installment in the, um, in the, in the teachings on intercession. Um, this is preparation for uh, mobilizing the intercessory teams to be able to go forth and to um, fulfill the vision and the plan of EMFI as an international network. So this is just... Um, <clears throat> some more information to follow up on what was given um, last Thursday concerning intercession. Um, if you remember, um, basically I, I gave a, a brief overview of what what it means to be an intercessor, um, why, it's, why intercession is important, um, you know, and dispelling the myth that in the Bible um, it does not say that people are called to be intercessors. Um, we addressed that. Um, gave some biblical examples of various leaders in both um, the Old Testament, um, especially because a lot of people will say, well, you know, it's it's especially not in the Old Testament. So I specifically dealt with the Old Testament to show that from the very beginning God has been using ancestors um, to get things done in this earth because he, he works through us lots of times to actualize um, his will on this earth. And also, um, I just gave um, uh, three, I call three chief characteristics of an intercessor, and I call it the threefold nature of an intercessor, where I spoke about um, intercessors act as ambassadors, um, basically as representatives, um, representatives of God to the people that they're interceding for, and representatives of that person as they stand in the gap. and. Um, go before the Lord to petition on their behalf. And they also function as watchmen, um, as protectors, and as those who create a buffer or a hedge around others. And also they are burden bearers. And a part of that nature of the intercessor is what I'm going to touch on tonight when it comes to um, some of the not-so-pretty things about an intercessor. Um, but, um, it's, it's one thing to teach about what intercessors are, but we also have to be reminded of what intercessors are not, so that people don't start to to, to operate in error when it comes to being an intercessor. So that's kind of what I'm going to touch on tonight. Um, Apostle Griffin asked me to, uh, if I, you know, have the title for it. Um, I would call it um, Intercession 102 the good, the bad, and the not-so-pretty side of intercession. Um, I feel that if, um, if anyone is going is, is remotely considering starting an um, intercessory prayer team, or if you already have one in place, um, you might have come across some of these issues that I'm going to touch on tonight. But it's helpful to know that... Um, Whereas intercession sounds like a, you know, like a very, very cool thing to do, you know, there's also a, a downside to being an intercessor. Um, people don't realize it until they actually dive into becoming an intercessor. So, um, again, I'm going to give some scriptural examples of some of the things I'm going to point out, and, and some of it is going to come from experience, because some of these, um, most of you have, experience if you've already been operating as an intercessor So first i'm going to start off with the good when it comes to being an intercessor Um, what are the benefits um, that an intercessor has because they are functioning in this role well for starters um, there is the benefit of knowing that when you go to the throne of grace you know that god is going to hear you. Um, intercessors are successful at getting answered prayers. Um, these are the people that have a confidence in knowing that when they go to the throne that they're going to receive an answer. And that's just one of the benefits that intercessors have. There's Because of the level of faith that they have to go before the throne of grace, there's a confidence that they have that God is going to hear them because um, their ultimate goal is to pray the will of God, and because of that, um, and when intercessors pray, people know whether they don't know the term intercessor or prayer warrior like we mentioned last week or not, they know that that person is specifically set aside for prayer because whenever they go to that person for prayer, um, they're able to get a breakthrough. Um, they're able to get healings. um People get saved and saved. Um, Sometimes when they come to them um, and discuss an issue that they be having and they want someone to pray about it, the situation gets turned around because God is using them to actualize his will in that person's life. So there is a, a confidence that the sisters have that when they pray, they know that God is going to hear them, and they pray with that expectation that God is going to answer them when they pray. Um, I'm going to go to 1 John, you know, just to pull a scripture per se that kind of piggybacks on how people, because we're all supposed to pray, but, you know, everybody's not called to be an intercessor, but we all are supposed to pray. And if we make prayer a lifestyle, um, you go to 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, um, the more you start praying and praying with faith and expectation, the, the more it should become a lifestyle that gives you confidence that when you, when you go before the throne, he's going to answer. And in First John chapter 5, verse 14, it reads, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So um, as, as people who have developed a lifestyle of intercession, um, they develop a confidence that when they come to the throne of grace and when they, when they hear God, because, you know, it's not just um, going before the throne to to tell God um, what's the problem, but it's also listening to find out what it is that God wants them to pray. And because of this, they they, they, they align themselves with the will of God in that situation or for that particular person. And because of that, um, the prayers get answered. So they, they start developing a confidence that, okay, You know, I know when I go in here and pray, I know that God is going to answer. You know, some way, somehow, he's going to respond. Amen. Amen. (laughs) My phone started echoing there for a minute. I got on my earbud. Praise the Lord. That that was me.
2: Oh.
3: Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Praise the Lord. Also, I'm going to... um go back to I know for lots of people the scripture in James chapter five verse six comes to mind um, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, and that's because when because these people have developed a lifestyle of praying, and they don't just go to the throne and just you know speak idle words. I'm sorry. I said five six. I meant I meant sixteen. Because so I was like, okay. <laughs> um, James five sixteen says, "Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed." The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So now we hear the command to to um, not only confess our faults or admit when we have fallen short. But in doing so, in hopes that when we do so, that our fellow believers will pray for us and whatever the situation is, it will be turned around because when the righteous pray, there, there is a result because when we go to him, we go to him with an expectation that whatever it is we're praying about, it will be answered. So that's the good part about being an intercessor. Um, you know that when you go to the throne, that whatever you're petitioning for is going to be a response from the Lord. You're going to hear from heaven, and you're going to get an answer. And also, if you want to just write this scripture down, Philippians 4.6 is another scripture that um, tells us um, when you develop that lifestyle of prayer, um, is actually requested that we make our requests known unto God. So there's a request for us to stay in prayer, um, to keep a prayerful lifestyle, and that's what intercessors do, and they make the request known before the Lord. Remember, as ambassadors, um, sometimes they go before the Lord and they reason with him, and um, they tell Lord, "You remember you said in your word that these things would follow those that believe, or you said in your word that with his stripes we are healed. Or you said in your word that when we call upon your name and we seek you with our whole heart that these things will be added. Um, that's us making our requests known unto him. And and it also it means bringing all of our situations to him. So that's the good of being an intercessor, just knowing that when you go before the throne that there's going to be a response. Now, as far as the bad side in the session, if you've ever, uh, trust me, I'm I'm, I'm not mislabeling it. Um, If you've ever been in it, you will truly understand what I mean. I call it the bad side. Um, Just know that when you are standing in the gap for someone, especially when you're standing in the gap for a leader, in the ministry that you are associated with. Um, Remember that when you become a watchman, you're you're, you're forming a hedge of protection around that person. And when the enemy's darts come, um, you're the hedge. You're the one that's standing in the gap to keep that leader from receiving those blows from the adversary. So when you step in to pray, And to uh, stand and stand the gap on that person's behalf, you will start to receive some of those blows from the adversary. Um, Lots of times, um, that's the burnout that Alma Bears um, experience is that when they are covering those leaders, they often will take blows because they are in warfare against those same spirits that their leader is in warfare against. And because of that, they, you will get hit. So that's the, that's the bad part of intercession. You're, you're going to get hit by some things that um, are not a part of your normal warfare. It belongs to the to the ones who you're interceding for. And that's why it's important to have intercessors to pray for other intercessors. Um, and somebody to pray for that intercessor, that intercedes for intercessors, so that way um, there's double coverage. You know, not only are you praying for yourself, of course, of course every intercessor is praying for themselves, but also have someone else to to be set aside specifically for interceding for other intercessors. And um, I'm actually seeing that with a, um, a part of this intercessory team that I'm a part of now. And the overseer of that ministry has that has that strategy in place that there is an intercessor uh, that's a part of the team that covers the other intercessors, and that's his primary position on the team is for covering. So that relieves him of uh, praying for other issues or covering other issues. So he's he specifically set aside to to be a buffer. And to go in on behalf of the intercessors, and also um, we have a, a chat room where, um, when people need prayer, the intercessors need prayer. They go in and they solicit prayer from other intercessors, so that way we keep each other covered um, as we're covering other people. So there, I think I'm I'm, I'm a witness that that's a very good strategy to have, is to have intercessors to cover each other. As they're covering other people, because it it, it kind of it creates a double barrier, and it also helps to diminish the attacks of the adversary when they come at you because of who you're covering. You know, I know you've probably heard like heard the saying you know, like when people try to imitate someone who's anointing that they're not in the position to be in, they'll start drawing the um, warfare that's equivalent to who they're trying to be that they're not. Well, in this case, you are literally stepping in the shoes and the spirit of that person that you're covering, and because you're that ambassador, you're standing in between, you're representing them when you go before the Lord, the adversary sees you in that position, and that's why he comes for the intercessor. So just remember that that's one of the negatives, of being an intercessor, you're going to get hit. I mean, that's just, that's going to be unavoidable, especially if the intercessor is an armor bearer or the intercessor is covering a leader that's over them. And um, also, you have to get into that position where you accept that sometimes um, you're asked to pray about situations that, that you may be in yourself. And sometimes you may have to wait longer, even after you've seen that person that you prayed for get a breakthrough in the very same area where you're still waiting on God for. And you have to accept that, um, that you have to still be in that position until, until God's timing for you. So that's another negative, is accepting and not becoming... Um, not becoming, um, I don't want to say depressed about it, but, but not getting into a, a spirit of doubt because you see that happening or not becoming envious because you see that happening. You know, like, well, Lord, you know, I I have that issue too, and now I'm praying for someone else, and they've already gotten a breakthrough, and I'm still waiting. Well, sometimes you have to just accept that, um, while you're standing in the gap for someone else, um, you have to have that faith that God is still going to answer your petition because He's going to take care of you if you're taking care of His His, his people and you're doing His will. He, so that's one of the other negatives is um, accepting the fact that it, it may take you longer to receive a breakthrough in, a, in the very same areas where. You just pray for someone, and they quickly got a breakthrough. And some intercessors may get discouraged by that, and pull out of of wanting to be an intercessor because they feel like, you know, I'm doing all this stuff for other people and I can't get a breakthrough myself. But we have to accept that, you know, God's timing is not our timing, and our faith is supposed to teach us that even when we don't see it. And even if we see it in someone else's life, we still have to be confident that it will eventually happen in ours.
2: All right. Uh, and, let's see for anybody who has a question or a comment on anything they've just heard. Uh, anybody have a comment or question or uh, maybe some insight into what... Uh, prophet is a father as
0: you said all right why don't you go ahead and continue then
2: prophet Sibet.
3: okay um also I will leave you with the scripture on that for the bad Um, Galatians chapter 6 and um, verses 8 through 10, and we have to get ourselves in a position where um, we have to truly believe that God is going to deliver us from our own circumstances, even as we cover other people. And the Apostle Paul admonished the believers to be not weary in well-doing because we will reach if we don't faint. So that's another thing that we need to be mindful of, and that's why it's important for intercessors to study the word, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's important for intercessors to know the word, because that's where the increase of their faith is going to come from. And in Galatians 6, um, verse 8, it says, For he that soweth, To his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. As we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So we hear that while we are waiting and while we are, are, are... carrying and waiting on the Lord to give us a breakthrough, we're encouraged to continue to keep doing good for others. And that also means continue to keep praying for others, continue to help others receive a breakthrough while we're yet waiting. Because if we keep on and, and, and stay steadfast, we're going to see our own deliverance as we continue to keep on praying for others and doing good for others. So that's our encouragement, to keep on in spite of what we see. Amen. And, and there's one more point I want to bring out about the bad, and that's mistaking and mislabeling intercessors, all intercessors, as prophets. Um, and um, especially when the intercessor themselves, starts to mislabel themselves as a prophet. Um, we all know, and um, I know one time someone tried to debate with me on this, and I was like, you know, we got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and some of those gifts are the gifts of prophecy, you know, word of knowledge, and word of wisdom. But we also have the ascension gift, um, part of the fivefold ministry, we have five ascension gifts that were given from the Son. When he when he rose, he left us five ascension gifts that we call the fivefold ministry. And one of those is the ascension gift prophet, which is the office of prophet, and apostle, and evangelist, and pastor, and teacher. Now those five were given to us from the Son. And there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that were given to us from the Holy Spirit. And one of those is the gift of prophecy, but that is not the same as the office prophet that Jesus gave us. So most intercessors will have a a prophetic gifting that allows them to, to be able to give a word of knowledge and to give a word of wisdom while they are interceding, because if you are truly praying the will of God and you are listening to Him, um, you're using a prophetic gifting to hear Him. Because on, on because we are spirit-filled believers, when we get baptized with His Spirit, we all are able to hear Him because His Spirit dwells in us. Remember, Paul said that um. If you're going to desire any gift, desire to prophesy. So that means that we all have on a certain level the ability to prophesy, but that does not mean that everybody is a prophet just because they have the ability to prophesy because there's more to that position than just giving a word. And sometimes um, some leaders may, just because the intercessor receives a word while praying, they will um, mislabel that person as a prophet because they gave a word based on what they heard through prayer. And I know last week we talked about um, debating on when and, and knowing the difference between when God is giving us a word to just pray about or when he's giving us a word to actually share. Well, in those cases, when he's giving us a word to actually share, sometimes um, that, that intercessor may start to believe that they are a prophet, Or the leader may start to believe that that person is a prophet because they're able to give a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. So that's another bad that happens sometimes is mislabeling ancestors who may be evangelists. They may be apostles. They may be pastors or teachers, but they are not equipped to walk fully in that office of prophet. And if they're not, able to walk in that office they're going to they're going to experience a lot more pitfalls than they would as an intercessor because they're not equipped to walk in that office so it's so that's one mistake that happens sometimes and that's why it takes um leaders who um have a heart after God that when they start developing their intercessors that they know the difference between an intercessor that has a, a strong prophetic gifting that's being utilized as a part of their their intercessory ministry or a part of their evangelistic ministry, and an actual prophet that God has set apart to walk in that office. Because remember I told you last week, um, all prophets are intercessors on a certain level, but not all intercessors are prophets just like a lot of pastors are able to prophesy, but they're not prophets. Um, The same thing with that. So sometimes you have to be careful in mislabeling. And and that also brings us to one of the not-so-pretty is that spirit of pride. This is one of the not-so-pretty things about being an intercessor. Sometimes because they are able to hear from God and and deliver a word. And sometimes because they are able to always get a breakthrough when they pray, you know, some some intercessors may fall into that era of developing a spirit of pride and thinking that it's them and not God that's getting the work done. And that's where humility comes into place. Um, As intercessors, you have to always be reminded that it's still the Lord doing the work, just like with any other thing that we do for for the Lord. It's Him. It's still about Him, and it's not about us. Even though we are personally um, standing in the gap, we can't do it without Him. So we have to be reminded unless we get ourselves into a position of pride, and that's what any ministry or any um, fivefold office actually you have to be reminded that it's it's because of him that we're able to do whatever we're able to do in that position, and it's not us. Because if he takes this anointing from us, then the intercessor can't pray themselves out of a paper bag. So pride is one of those not-so-pretty things that sometimes happens when intercessors um, start to think more of their position than what it actually is. And and a lot of people don't realize that intercessors are primarily behind the scenes anyway and not so much in the, in the limelight or in the forefront. So um, it shouldn't be a problem with intercessors because they should understand that most of the work is behind the scenes, but it can happen sometimes, you know, because we're human. But we have to be reminded that it's not about us. It's about the one who sent us to do these things. And another not-so-pretty thing is um, when we're listening to find out what God wants us to pray, sometimes when we don't have the words to say and we're waiting to hear from him, um, we need to make sure that it's him that's speaking and not us praying our own um vision or our own plan for the ministry. Um, lots of times when I'm getting a download from the Lord while praying, um, you know, I, even while I'm praying, I make sure I, I kind of step back in my own spirit and say, okay, okay, this is God speaking this, and this is not me saying this because I want this to happen in this ministry. Um, so intercessors have to always be mindful that um, if they start to just pray Things that they want to happen, and they know that God has not given them that to speak or has shown them that concerning that particular leader or that ministry, then it almost becomes like a, like a form of witchcraft, because now you're, you're praying about an agenda that God has not given you for that particular person, and you're trying to manipulate that particular person that you're praying for or that particular ministry that you're praying for or that situation to suit what you desire. So we have to remember that it's like, like the Lord's Prayer, um, thy will be done, and that that is his will, not ours. We have to be mindful that it's still God's will and not ours. That must be done. And once we start to realize that, you know, it would be nice if this was going on in this ministry, if God has not actually shown you that that is his will for that ministry, and you start praying about it, then you're trying to birth out something that God has not given you the unction to pray about. And that's when you start going into a realm of manipulation. And that's that's a no-no for intercessors, to go into that realm of, I'm just going to pray what I desire for the ministry or what I desire for the leader to do.
2: Okay. Uh, Why don't we see if there's uh, anyone who has a comment or a question or some insight into uh, uh, what's going on with your uh, discussion of intercessory prayer. Uh, Anyone out there? One of the things that I heard was uh, that just because you have a word doesn't mean it makes you a prophet. And that is proven in the scriptures when uh the king was hanging around the school of the prophets and began to prophesy. Yes. Amen. Talking, about, talking about Paul there? Yes. Or Saul. 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 Yes.
3: Oh King Saul, I, yes. When um when he was going after David and he ran across that company of of prophets, and he, too, started prophesying. Yes. Yes, yes, sir. That's a perfect example. And if anyone had been walking by, they probably would have thought he was one of the prophets because he he blended right on with them, it sounds like, in the scriptures. He was blending right on with them prophesying. Yes. Yes, that is it. The spirit of prophecy was in the atmosphere, and he couldn't help but prophesy. And, and I know a lot of you have seen that in, in services, um, when the prophetic anointing is real high, the spirit of prophecy is all over the place. And you may, you may hear a prophetic word from someone you've never heard prophesy before, but that's because the spirit of prophecy is high in that place, because the prophetic anointing is allowed to freely flow. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm glad you pointed that out.
0: Yes. Amen. Anyone else? Dr. Shaw, any comment? Well, praise the Lord.
4: This is Elder Dumas. Yes, I do it. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I was uh sitting listening, uh I was uh seeing that she's pointing out um some things that while we are uh, intersex for somebody else, sometimes that we have to wait to God and things and for us. We waiting on our blessing, but we have faith and 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 uh believe uh, that God would intersect with somebody else. Uh, uh, although that we have been praying for God to do things for for, for ourselves, but yet it's still, we don't put somebody, you know, in, in, um uh, intersection is a very uh, ridiculous thing that we have to be very careful because we can't put uh, uh, our wants and our needs in front, but we have wisdom and knowledge that as we go along and pray for somebody else that when God's time come, that we will receive whatever God has for us. So it's a, it's a very um, respectful thing that we have to be, uh, that we notice that we have to uh, continue praying intersex for somebody else. Um, I enjoyed the lesson from the time I have been on it. So that's uh, my comments at this time. Yes.
2: Okay, Prophet, so let
3: continue on. Amen. And I, I think, um, thank you, um, um, Elder Dumas, for what you just said, um, because we have to be reminded that intercessors. Uh, if you're going to teach your intercessors anything, is to study the Word. Because remember, the Word says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. They've got to know the Word. For starters, um, knowing the Word is, is a part of knowing God's will for mankind. Um, because lots of times you'll hear, you hear if, you, if you've heard me pray, you'll hear me pray scriptures. Um, because we know that God's word is his will. Um, whatever he has said, if he's spoken at it, it is for us, and it will come to pass, because his word will not fall to the ground. So ancestors need to study his word, because, number one, we need to know him, number one. Number two, we it, it develops our faith. It elevates our faith when we hear the word. We're reminded of scriptures that encourage us in those times when we do feel like throwing in the towel, there's always a word that comes to us to remind us to keep on. Amen. Now, here's another not-so-pretty. You know, I know a lot of you, well, some of us older people, we remember the good, the bad, and the ugly. I just call it the not-so-pretty. Here's another not-so-pretty part about that about being an intercessor that sometimes happens to us. Um lots of times when we get um dreams because i know lots of intercessors get dreams whether they're prophets or not and um unless you have um that particular gifting to interpret dreams you will um need to seek the guidance of someone that you know is good with interpreting dreams or someone that you know, if you're not a prophetic person that's able to interpret dreams, then you need to get with someone that you know is prophetic that also is able to interpret dreams. Because you, know, you don't want to um, provide the wrong information or God is showing you something in the dream to pray about. Um, you don't want to pray a myth because you didn't quite understand it. And, um, and lots of times, intercessors are able to um, seek the Lord themselves and ask him, Lord, um, what was that you were showing when you showed me so-and-so? And he will give them an answer. But if, if if you're not certain that that's what he meant, then you can always get confirmation from someone else that you know is, is um, that has experience in interpreting dreams to help you out. So that way you won't um, miss the mark on he was showing you something because if he showed it to you that way um as an intercessor most likely um it is your assignment to pray about so like i said most intercessors when they seek the lord on it um even if they didn't get it the first time um always write it down and and go back to it and say lord what was this you were showing me when you showed me this dream where these three animals were in it and 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 most times he'll, he will give it in a sense of the answer because it's their assignment to pray about. But don't just, you know, automatically dismiss it because you didn't get it the first time that it wasn't meant for you to pray about. So that's one of those not-so-pretties that we sometimes face. And these last two are some of the really difficult ones that we sometimes face is um, yeah, I know um, a lot of intercessors will, you know, you, you give us a, you give us a request or you, you give us something to pray about, and we want to we'll, we'll pray the house down, you know, because we have faith that you know whatever it is God will answer, and even if He doesn't answer, He has the way we think He's going to answer, He's still going to have a solution, but sometimes um, people ask us to pray about things that are outside of God's will. And that's where discernment is important in the life of an intercessor. Um, Discernment and realizing that um, sometimes when people give you petitions to pray about and they want you to go pray about it, um, sometimes what they're praying for, what they want you to pray for is outside of God's will. And... um, If you've ever been in that position, you will receive an unction from the Lord that that's not what he wants you to pray about. Or there's something else that needs to be done before that part of that prayer can be answered. And and that's where the listening part of an intercessor is important. That when, when people give you, because people will bombard you with prayer requests and they realize you're a prayer warrior or an intercessor, they will come to you. I mean, sometimes people will come to you out of the blue and want you to pray for them. And and lots of times when you hear things, you're like, hmm. If you, if sometimes you get that what I call the hmm in your spirit when they they're telling you a situation. And you know, sometimes God will just speak to you and say, No, that's not what. Um, that's not what she needs right now because she needs this to happen or she needs this to be done. And we have to be careful in listening to the Lord. That even when we get a petition from someone, we still need to pray according to God's will. And lots of times when I get a request, sometimes I will just say, Lord, if it's in your will, I'll always add that in the prayer. I always say, Lord, if it's in your will for this, you know, for so-and-so to receive so-and-so or for so-and-so to to be healed or for so-and-so to to go to Chicago or whatever to to." relocate, then, Lord, you know, give us the right blueprint or the right strategy. That's why when you hear me pray sometimes, I'll say that, because sometimes um, um, we might be praying about things that are outside of God's will, and if it's in his will, he will answer the petition, but if it's not in his will, um, at least you know when you heard the prayer that the intercessor said if it's in his will, and if he doesn't answer, um, then that person shouldn't be upset because you did pray for, you know, the petition to come to pass if it was in God's will. And and most of the times when, I, when I'm when i in that position, I'll just say, well, you know, if it's the Lord's will for so-and-so to ha- happen, um, we know that God will surely do it. You know, so come on, let's pray, you know. And... sometimes you know people are just doing what what they call um soulless prayer requests and um we outright know that um that God is not going to answer um soulless requests or requests that are are catering to our personal lust and um we already know that those are things that we will probably not be led to pray about so it, it it's not going to be. You shouldn't feel bad if you start to go into prayer and you get that stop in your spirit that that's not what that's not my will for that person. Because remember, if you're interceding on that person's behalf, you're not only representing that person, but you're also representing the burden of the Lord concerning that person. So it's it may not be pleasant to you to get that unction unction to not um. Go through with that particular prayer, but discernment. Always remember discernment, and the prompting of the Lord's Spirit will tell you when you should to put a, a stop on it. And I'm going to give you an example in case you're probably wondering if I'm coming out of left field here. Um, just like if someone was praying for some for a certain person to just. They wish this person would die and they want you to pray about it. We already know, you know, that that's someone trying to pray for, you know, according to their lust or they want to seek revenge themselves. And you already know that that's a no-no, you know, to pray for somebody to die because somebody's upset about what they did for them. I mean, that's an obvious example of of knowing, that that's, knowing not to pray that because that's against God's will. And and having the confidence and the courage to tell that person, well, you know, I can't, you know, I have to be obedient to the Lord. Um, and that, that's, that's usually what I tell people when I get a prayer that I know is truly contrary to the will of God. I say, well, you know, i got to be obedient to the Lord. And, you know, the word says, and then I given them a scripture. And, you know, technically we can't pray for things like that because we know that if we do so, then that's, like us stepping in God's place to accept vengeance. And he said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. And that's why I said it's important for ancestors to know the word. So when you have to kindly decline, you're able to give the scripture and say, well, you know, I can't pray that because, you know, in God's word, he says, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. Now, what I can do is I can intercede and and um, ask the Lord to to um, give you peace about the situation and that whatever the that what um, whatever situation y'all had between you two, that that the Lord steps in and brings peace in that situation, and that the Lord sees you know your suffering, and asks the Lord to relieve you of that burden. You know, Lord, you see and you know what has happened concerning the situation, Lord, and I put it in your hands to make it right. You know, but it, it, those are just the ways that you can get yourself out of. Of, of praying a prayer that's outside of God's will, Amen. And and woo. And here is a hard one, and I'm going to use my own example here that I just recently had to experience. And this is when you receive that unction to completely not pray at all. Um, I'm going to use my own example, um, just a little over, just a little over a month ago when my mom passed on the 7th of last month. Um, I was sitting there in that hospital room, and, you know, of course, because of the nature of what was going on with her, there were, there were doctors and specialists going in and out, and I said, the next time they leave out this room, I'm going to get ready to pray this house down up in here, you know, and I said, I'm going to pray it down up in here, you know, this thing is just turn around, you know, no, this is not happening. And as soon as the room got clear and I was, you know, and I was getting ready to pray, and I and I not do not, I got ready to open my mouth to pray. And I was getting ready to go in, you know, the war on my mom's behalf. And as soon as I got ready to open my mouth, it was like I got a check in my spirit that was so hard. It, it just literally cut my voice off. And and I heard the Lord say, "Maybe I have to take her this time." And it it just at first I was like, "Oh!" And I tried again, you know. I tried again. I'm just gonna be honest. I tried again to open my mouth, and just I got that stop again. And I looked over there, and I and that's when he showed me the angel that was literally guarding her. And and he was, it was like the angel was, um I uh, would say, caressing her, you know, her head. And the angel was just, just lovingly caressing her head. And the angel looked at me. And, and when I saw it, my eyes kind of got big, you know, like, you know, like when, when a parent tells a kid to stop and, and they try to do it again. you say, uh-uh. <laughs> and the kid gives you that look with their mouth open. That was the way I was because I was surprised that. You know he not only did I get the unction to not pray, but he just completely stopped the prayer altogether, so I didn't even get a chance to say, "Lord, if it is in your will you know to turn this situation around. I didn't even get a chance to say it this time. He just completely just did not let me waste my time even saying the prayer, Lord, if it's in your will to heal her and turn her around, he just let me know that this is." But I've decided, and he wanted me to go ahead and immediately accept it. And and I had to. And I'm not going to say, as always, that was a pleasant thing to have to just immediately accept that. Because I'm like, you know, even if I pray and don't, and don't get the result, at least I got a chance to pray. But in that situation, I didn't even get a chance to pray. I just got the unction to not even pray at all. And, and it felt funny because I'm like, this is my mom, you know, of all people to pray for, that I prayed for. I And I prayed for her before. I should be able to do it now. But that time it was a, a no because his will was to take her this time, to have mercy. And I had to accept it and really accept it this time that this was his decision and and, there, and it was not a, I don't want to say it was it was a good feeling, but it was it felt funny to me to not be able to pray at all because I'm like I'm going to pray whether you know whether I get the outcome or not. At least I'm going to pray and, and and exercise faith. But um, he wouldn't let me pray, and I had to accept that and. I mean, it, it was weird at first, but the but the peace that I felt in that environment, and he gave me a peace about it, and when I felt that peace come on me, I knew then to, just to let whatever I thought I was going to do go, because that was just my will, my flesh, saying that I I wanted that to be, and that was not his will. So sometimes we have to accept and some some things that are not so pleasant that God has already said, that's not his will, and you have to accept it, even when you've been requested to pray about it or you feel like you should pray about it. Sometimes he will give you that complete stop sign in the spirit, and it's just, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a wicked situation like in First John chapter 5 where the person has, but that happens too sometimes But when the person has, done something and um, it was truly against the will of God and it's too late for them. And sometimes God will give the unction that this is it because I've given this person so many times and this is just it. This is just my will being done. And we have to accept that as intercessors, that sometimes he will show you clearly that what you're getting ready to pray for (laughs) is a waste of time. Because he's already decided, and his will has to be done, and we have to. In those situations, we have to accept it. And I'll go to, you know, to give you scripture on that. So I will go to First John, and I will start at at chapter five and verse thirteen. This will be my last point and last scripture. Um.
0: First John 5, and starting at verse 13,
3: okay, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. So right here we see the confidence that we have as, as as prayer warriors, as believers, that when we go to Him, that He's going to hear us. And then here in sixteen. It says, if any man see his brother sin of sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sineth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now, in that last scripture, it says that we are given an understanding from the Lord concerning these things. And that's why in verse 16 he said, I do not say that he shall pray for it when there is a sin unto death. He didn't say that you couldn't pray about it, but he didn't say that you could not pray about it also. He didn't say that you necessarily had to pray when you know that um, the person has, as they say, grace. And when grace's mercy has run out and the, the deal was just over and, it, and it's time for judgment from the Lord, um, sometimes it's, it's too late for prayer. Um, he didn't say that you, you know, that you didn't, that you couldn't pray. He was just letting you know that in those cases, um, nobody said that you would be wrong if you did not pray, because in those situations, God is going to give us an understanding of when prayer is 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 going to be effective and when prayer. Is not because God has made up his mind, and what we want is contrary to his will, so again, that listening and and having discernment is important for an intercessor, and that's why intercessors must live a godly lifestyle because they're going to need discernment to to keep them them from falling into eras of trying to pray prayers that are against God's will. And it also keeps us from unnecessary heartache when we already can come to an acceptance that this is God's will and this must be. And I know sometimes it's hard when you're praying for a loved one and and God shows you that it's too late or in this situation, whether it's like someone passing or uh, or it's too late for them to turn around because they they're completely lost and completely gone. But as intercessors, you, you see those things. You know, you see the good and you see the bad, and sometimes you see you see breakthroughs, and sometimes you see situations where the person is 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 beyond the point of redemption. And in those cases, we have to just accept that. That I mean, if I pray, I mean I can raise my breath, but if it's not in God's will, I'm just I'm just speaking words at that point, and we have to accept that sometimes what we want is not necessarily what God wants because He knows what's best for us, and as intercessors, sometimes that's hard to swallow when it's a person, especially when it's a personal issue or someone close to them. Or is the situation that they're real passionate about? But we have to come to that acceptance that when what we want is contrary to God's will, we have to we have to put it aside and accept God's will, even when we don't understand it. That's why it's it's a big responsibility to be an intercessor. And like I said, it's it's not always pretty. That's why I said the good, the bad, and the not so pretty. Because sometimes it's you know, you have the highlights of of, of the reward of, of seeing people deliver, seeing people get saved and come out of situations, and then there's that other side where you find yourself still stuck in situations where you've seen others get delivered and you have to accept that. And then you see situations where you wish you could you could pray and something be done and you find out that nothing can be done because God is, has God has already made up his mind that judgment must happen. So this is the second installment on intercession. Um, Last week we talked about what intercession is, and this week we talked about the other part of what intercession is, um, so that when you develop your teens, these things will probably be some issues that will come up, at least now you will know how to help them address these pitfalls when they come, because they will, because we're human. Situations will come, but at least now we know how to address them. Amen. Yes, thank
2: you. Thank you, uh, Professor
1: Smith. Is
2: there any final comment?
0: Yes,
1: this is Dr. Hmm?
0: Can you hear me? Good? You you blocked out.
5: Can you hear me now? Can I hear you now? You can? Yeah.
1: Okay.
5: No, okay. I can't hear you. Can't. Okay. That's I don't
1: know. That's
5: good. Can you hear me now? Yes. I can. Okay. Uh I'm just so glad that you spoke on that type of intercessor intercessory prayer. Uh, during times that we think we need to pray and God has already spoken and or showed us that it is not his will that we pray again, which I find myself doing. Sometimes I have to pull back and I, I think it's a matter of, you know, because when we pray, we pray in the spirit and uh, we have to sometimes get out of our flesh when we pray and uh, because we want to, save someone or heal someone or we want them not to leave us. And um, I found that happened during the time when my husband passed. And I also felt that during the time when my mother passed. And, um, you know, you want to try to save someone and it's not God's will. It's time for them to go. And that, and I, I found myself uh, trying to pray in the spirit. I mean, trying to pray in the flesh uh, because it was not, God's will at that time, I, and I truly think that, you know, when we first petition, uh, our petition to pray for someone during their sickness or when we first find out about their uh, status, you know, and we do commit to prayer, I think that's when we have to learn to turn it over to God and let it go. Uh, because once we say, let it be your will, Lord, we're asking him to take it all over, I think. I how I'm looking at it. And and sometimes, you know, um, instead we find ourselves, I find myself, I'm going to speak about me, find myself coming back praying again. And it's like, well, you already laid it on the altar or you already asked him to step in Why are you going back? You know, it's like you're losing faith on the situation when you go back and pray again. You know, and then sometimes, you know, when situations change and uh, it might be coming back uh, around, it's like, the situation is getting better and you're praying that they get stronger or get more strength and you put a little bit more feeling into it, you know, I think that has to be controlled, too, because God is still in control of the whole situation and and just allowing the spirit to move on what you've already requested is more than enough. So the intercessory prayer, uh, when we intercede for other people... You know, it really does boil down to what God wants you to do, what God wants you to say, how you say it, and then how you let it go, let it be released unto him, and then release yourself from the situation after we've asked God to uh, intercede on that person's behalf. And so I'm really glad you're you're preaching on this or speaking on this subject, because I, I find myself curious about many things so thank you so much
4: thank you okay thank you uh elder do any last words? yes praise the lord uh, we um uh, i was thinking uh uh apostle uh, griffin um as closing last week he asked for prayer and uh they're not gonna bring it before um uh, uh, uh you know that uh all intersections you know we need prayer, and i think uh all you know it's i think it's um it's a good thing if we would set up a, a date a time or each month or whatever time or how many times or one time or we have a prayer for the intersection believer because we need we need one another strength we need one another's stability th-
1: uh, and to the Lord
4: to increase our faith as we pray for the intersection for somebody else. That the round table will have a time set uh, for the takeout for prayer for, for the round table intersection. Uh, I just want to bring that before. That. No. Okay. Um, yeah. uh the, and another thing while she was talking about death, I was, um, I was, time uh, was turning over this lady and she was ready to go. She, and the nurse said, um, This lady's blood pressure is, 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 is way down. and says she's very sick. She said, But she's not going to go till you let her go. But at the time, I couldn't. I had to I had to pray to ask the Lord to not let her go because I had a lot of things that I had to get done before she could go. But she would ask me, let me go, let me go. But at the time, I couldn't. I had to pray to ask the Lord, to let me get everything in order before letting her go. And so once I got things in order and, uh, I went to her, uh, to the hospital, I walked in, I said, uh, you ready to go? She said, yes, she let me go. And I said, okay, I'm going to let you go. So I walked out the room, and about 15 minutes or 20 minutes as I walked out the room, I was sitting in the hallway. The nurse walked in her room, and she, she said, oh, she's gone. But, you know, God has so many different ways, you know. Sometimes that we have things that we have to do for our loved one, and they're ready to go, but we're not in prayer to let them go yet because we haven't got things in order uh, to, you know, uh, for the family to let them go. But God grant, grant us the things that we need. Uh, grant us the time that yes. we need to do what we have to do. So it's, it's so many different attitudes that way God works. God works in some mysterious way. Yes. Uh You know, it's it's a marvel. It's it's it's, some, it's it's you know we cannot comprehend what God can do. He does so many wonderful things. He brings us out. Yes. He yes. He give us the victory. He give us wisdom and knowledge. It's, it's, it's 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 words. It's, it's I'm finding out. We learn one yeah. thing, then we learn another thing. We learn this thing, we learn that thing. We're always increasing faith and seeing the handworks of God working. So okay. I thank God for the round table tonight, and uh, my heart is just encouraged to to keep on uh, praying and keep on believing. Mm-hmm. In this section for other as I do for myself. Yes.
2: Would you go ahead and pray that uh, the time for the uh, round table is over? Would you dismiss us in prayer, Elder Dumas?
4: Yes, sir. Precious Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the round table. We thank you, God, for the people's that we have met, and God, we thank you for the relationship and the love and peace and understanding that we have. God, you're so wonderful. You're so great. You're so mighty. You just keep us. You direct us from day to day, and Lord, you know what each one of us need. You know our need. You know what we stand in the need of, Lord, and Lord, we ask you right now to grant Each one of them needs, Lord. In the name of the Holy Spirit, God, we believe whatever we ask in your name. You say, We believe it that we already have received it. God, I believe right now that whatever I need, whatever the round table needs, that we already have received it. God, in the name of the Holy Spirit, God, you know, you understand, you are God. You created the heaven and earth. You spoke and said, Let there be light in the darkness. Vanish away. God, speak to our hearts, speak to our mind, speak to our spirit, guide us and lead us in the path of righteousness, strengthen us where we're weak, build us up where we're torn down, give us more faith and wisdom and knowledge and understanding that we understand your word as we travel up on the faith of this earth. God bless us, Lord, right now. In the name of the Holy Spirit, we give praise and we give thanks to you in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God. No other name that we know to call on but your name. Your name is for every name. It's your name. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that you are God, that you are the Son of God, that you died upon the cross for the sinner of this world. And, God, we thank you tonight for your word and for your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
5: Amen Amen Amen, Amen.